Radio, the transmission and reception of electromagnetic waves on radio frequency, especially those carrying sound messages, or the activity or industry of broadcasting sound programs to the public. Fanboy, a male fan, especially one who behaves in an obsessive or overexcited way. This is the Radio Fanboy Podcast, and here's your host, Bevo. Welcome to another episode of the Radio Fanboy Podcast. Like the big voiceover guy said, my name is Bevo. And this podcast is all about talking to the people we admire in radio. Some people have been lucky enough to make it overseas, and this guy is certainly one of those people. I've um, crossed paths with him at uh, Hot 91 on the Sunshine Coast, and I've been a fan of his for a very long time. In fact, when I started radio, I used to call up his radio show, Late Nights, on Triple J in Sydney. We're catching up with Drex, who now finds himself in Canada. Hello, Drex. Hello, Bevo. How are, are you? Well? you were, you're, um, I was going to ask you the same question, but I've noticed that uh, the Canadian accent has crept in and you're, you're now Canadian officially. Have you taken the oath what, or anything? What, no, I haven't yet. I haven't yet, but I, I've been here so long and this is home now that this is just the way I sound. My mother is disgusted with me. <laughs> she's going, Drex, just cut that out, will you? Speak Australian. Yeah, you're she's, Australian. She's like... She's she's like you sound more and more American every day. Uh, American, it's, it's it yeah yeah it does. <laughs> All right, I'm so like, well, I I li- I live here. I'm surrounded by Canadian accents, apart from the other nine thousand wow. fucking Australians that work on radio <laughs> in this country. So you know, it's, what's it's what's fine. the Canadian word that sticks out for me? It would be about. How do you say about? Well, it it well, it varies from coast to coast. Oh, does so it? Okay. the 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 joke is the joke is a boot, right? A yeah. boot. Oh, yeah. tell me a boot it. So so that's more of an East Coast thing. So if someone's from Toronto and you don't say Toronto, you say Toronto. Oh, Toronto. right. Yeah, Toronto. Toronto. It's like it's really quick. Yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah Toronto. Like if you say <laughs> Toronto, they're like they're like you're not from around here, are you? <laughs> right? it's, it's it's Toronto. Almost like almost like a Holden. Tirana. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Right? It's it's almost it's almost just like that. So so that's more of an East Coast way of saying about. Uh, whereas I'm on the West Coast. Uh, West Side. The accents, yeah, yeah the, it's it's a little bit different. The accents a little bit different, and then the Afri- the the accents even more different. Uh, in the middle, in what they call the prairies, where you've got Alberta and Saskatchewan and Manitoba, and. <laughs> And that, have you ever seen the movie Fargo, right? No, no, but I've seen the poster. Yeah, I remember having it up in the library at school. Yeah, yeah, it was it was this crazy movie and there was they had these weird accents and there's these Midwest accents and some Canadians sort of have a version of that accent as well. So it's like it's like Australia, right? You know, people from Adelaide speak weird. Yes, it sounds like they're from England almost. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, it's the same thing. So how are you, man? Like you've been in a bit of a, a lockdown there. You've been doing your show from home. You've switched radio stations and there's all sorts of craziness going on in Canadian radio at the moment. Yeah, and I didn't I didn't just switch radio stations. I went from I went from doing talk radio for so long back to doing FM mornings, like breakfast. On Jack. Yeah, the original Jack, the, the the original Jack from 2003, the one that Triple M copied for a couple of months before they realised that they should go back to what they're good at. I remember that format being discussed as they uh, were bringing in, I think it was Vega, they said, oh, they reckon it's going to be like this Jack FM yeah. over in Canada, like you ring up and you piss listeners off and so forth, but it didn't quite eventuate that way. 
Well, I, I remember I was I, I, when when Jack had launched in Vancouver in 03 with Larry and Willie uh, here in Vancouver. I remember I was I was doing casual stuff at Triple M in Brisbane. Yeah. Uh, David Reimer was the PD. Uh, Michael Price was the music director. Uh, yeah. Uh, uh, Andrew Chapman was there as well. Jeez, yep. uh, who else was there? Uh, when you say oh Andrew God. Chapman, you mean Drew Chapman? Yeah, yeah, Drew, yeah. Yeah, Drew Chapman. Yeah. Just, just, uh, to, just to clarify, there's two um, Andrew Chapmans in southeast Queensland. One oh, is there the, is, isn't there? The one's the PD, right. one's the uh, engineer. So <laughs> yeah, yeah. So yeah, so Drew, yeah, yeah. So Drew Boy, um, and I was just uh, Al Dobie was there as well, and I and I, and I had uh, I'd been fired from FM 104.7 in Canberra because I pissed off Jeff Fisher, the PD, because yep. he hated me, yeah. uh, and Owen O'Burn, the GM, who interestingly a few, a few years later at the uh, ACRA said no hard feelings and I just I just made a face at him and walked away <laughs> uh, uh, yeah so so I, I'd been fired from that job and um, uh, Osterio had been having this uh, kind of I, I guess you call it a hiring fair where these hopefuls would come in and they'd sit in the boardroom with like Sally Dobson and Rex uh, you know Rex Morris was there and a few other people and they would get you to do like group exercises and stuff. Uh, I remember after that meeting, I, I I got an email from Sally Dobson going, "Oh, would you be interested in you know maybe doing some stuff at at Triple M as a casual?" So I I got to do casual stuff, and that's when they sort of started tweaking the format to be like the Jack format. Yeah, uh, and it actually took Triple M to number one. Oh, right. Uh, for I think it was I think it was maybe one or two books, maybe three. I I can't remember exactly. Mm, interesting. So your beginnings in radio, Triple J, like you had the dream gig as a, was it a 17-year-old you started there? Dude, I was 16. 16. I was 16. I was 16 years old. I was living I was living in in Fosterton Curry on the on the mid New South Wales coast just north of uh, Newcastle, yeah. Newcastle. <laughs> you, you say castle now, right? You have to. We yeah, use out yeah, and win. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, I was living there um, and then um, I, I did a week work experience at Triple J and oh geez, uh, it was Rebecca Latorno uh, who was doing overnights on Triple J and she called in sick. I don't know whether I've ever told you this story. No, I never. But, but Rebe- Rebecca Latona, who was also, a, I think, a part-time journalist for Channel 7, maybe, yeah. um, had called in sick. And Robert Scott, who was the acting PD at the time, said to me, uh, oh, would you do a midnight to dawn shift? And here's me as a 16-year-old, a massive Triple J fan, had been since the early 90s when they went national, went, holy fuck, they're going to let me go on Triple J and be on the radio? Yeah. So, so I had a, I had a, I had a, you know, I had a nervous meltdown and a panic attack, and I shit my pants, and 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 I remember it was a, it was actually a Thursday night into a Friday morning. It was when Mikey and Helen were still doing breakfast. Oh wow! Yeah, and it, so it was Thursday night. So it was the J file. So it was Richard Kingsmill. Yeah, and I and I distinctly remember them asking and taking me into Richard's office, right down the other end of the Triple J building in Sydney, saying, uh, "This is Justin, which is my real name for those of you <laughs> playing along at home." Uh, he goes, he, he's, he's the work experience kid, but we're going to try him out on the radio, right? Because Triple J had a, had, a, had a history of doing this because Michael Tun wasn't the youngest person that ever worked at Triple J. It was actually Paul Murray. Is that right? Who's now on Sky News. Holy Paul shit. Paul Murray. Yeah, Paul Murray and Katrina Roundtree used to host the Saturday Night Show oh when God. Paul Murray was 15 years old. Oh, my God. God, I had no Absolutely. idea. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, uh, so th- they tried me out and they put me on and they really enjoyed it. And I, Rebecca, I remember the next day, Rebecca Latorno had sent a cactus to Robert. 
uh, Robert Scott saying, yeah. oh, is my career at Triple J Cactus because this guy is now on? Because they'd put the work experience kit on. Um, and as it turned out, it was. She She didn't, I don't think she hosted another shift. In fact, I, I, over, I took over uh, that midnight to dawn slot and I think as it went on at one of the others and and Jenna Postelu was doing another one of them and yeah it was it was a fun job man I was doing that while finishing high school oh my god that is just living the dream and I remember calling you up when I started my first radio gig at Time 2 itself, I was lying in bed and I was tuning around. The only other stations in town were Triple J and ABC. So, of course, yeah. I rang up Triple J and it's you answering the phone. We had a, a, an hour-long chat about radio and you were asking questions. I was like, wow, this guy's so cool and young too. Yeah, I was because I was I was you know I'd done a little bit of uh, I'd done a little bit of community radio in Foster at yeah. uh, Great Lakes FM. That's right, I remember uh, you saying it, that. Yeah, and, and having us who I used to do radio with at Great Lakes FM. No idea. Um, so uh, DB, uh, the PD of Kiss in in Sydney, Derek Bargwana. Uh, yeah, Derek Bargwana is married to a lovely woman, but I used to do community radio with her when we were both teenagers oh going to Foster High School. See, yeah. this is where networking comes into place. You never piss anyone <laughs> off in radio, but it worked for you. Well, well, like she ended up, she ended up sort of as she graduated high school, moving down to Newcastle and working at NX and yeah, KO the Heritage, yeah, KOFM, uh, yeah. So she she ended up working there, and I think that's where they met. So um, yeah, yeah, hilarious. I when I think back to community radio, I think about the songs that we used to get to play because there was different color-coded uh, pods we could choose from. Oh, right. Okay. And I, and I, don't th- I don't think the oldies that worked at the community station liked us too much because we were all very uh, noisy 14-year-olds, <laughs> 14, 15-year-olds that would uh, get, into, get, get up to mischief on the weekend and go to house parties. Oh, no, no. Can't yeah. get up to mischief, and especially most community radio stations. That's what, <laughs> what actually happens. The oldies get really cranky at the young people, and the young people- yeah. Say up yours, and you know, this is division between the two. It's hilarious. Yeah, I, I, I love seeing on the radio green room on, on Facebook now, there's a young guy that works at Great Lakes FM who was just as eager about radio as yeah. I was when <laughs> I worked there. It's so cool, it's great. Oh, you could see young Drex, you I, know, doing the next thing, like you know what, I you know what, Bevo, and I'm, I'm sure you've seen it too. When I when I got into radio, there were so many sour old fucks that just wouldn't give you the time of day, right? <laughs> and there was the there was the occasional old sour fuck that would give you the time of day yeah uh and and you would just fall in love with them uh and you know if you find that person and you can attach to them learn everything you can from them and i think i'm turning into one of those old fucks <laughs> well you gotta I'm, be I'm, you're on talk radio aren't you? you gotta piss your listeners off and well, get a well, reaction yeah, well, well that's the weird thing man is i is i left i left fm radio back in geez uh 2012 yeah and uh, and did talk radio, and I and I only just switched back to FM. So it's very strange because I'm used to, you know, doing the sort of Stan Zamanic Bob Francis style of talk radio, where you have a stash with someone on the phone, and now I'm just like, hey, here's uh, Annie Lennox. <laughs> Oh, Jack. <laughs> yes. It's fun, though. It's, it's, it's a hilarious show to do. So it's, uh, it's weird, man. I, I, I never thought I'd get the opportunity to do a breakfast show in a, in a three million market in Australia. So I guess I had to come here to do it. No, it's, it's quite incredible, your um, journey. It kind of felt like there was, I, was, I was observing your career and Ronnie Stanton's careers. You kind of intertwined a little bit. He went to Canada. You went to Canada. He came back to Australia. You stayed in Canada. He came back to Canada now. Yeah. And so, we're going for, and we're gonna, we're gonna go for dim sum on Sunday. Oh, there you go. See this. <laughs> this is this is what radio is all about. It's all these yeah. um, friendships that you carry over time and networking, and 
you start off hating people and then become your best friend and then they become your colleague. So and now and now here's my opposition and yeah. I'm gonna dis- and I'm gonna destroy his fucking radio station. There you go. Yeah. I will say this though, yeah. uh, and I'm and I'm and I'm talking a big game uh, from a from a small boy. Uh, he's got the number one radio stations in the, in the city. Yeah. So uh, and I'm and I'm working at the number five radio station. I left oh. the number one show to go to the number five radio station. So there's a lot of work to do, but he knows he knows that I'm going to be working hard. So he better be working hard too because I'm I'm going to try and kick his ass. Any uh, <laughs> any radio cliches make their way onto your radio station like cold hard cash and icy cold cans of coke? Oh no 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 no! Jack is Jack is the most irreverent of irreverent radio stations there is. Yeah. That every when you when you go to a like when you go to what is it New Zealand? I think New Zealand has Fred. Um, there's Bob FM, uh, there's Jack and Bob, Bob and Jack kind of started around the same time. It's kind of, it's kind of based on a sort of an adult hits sort of format, yeah. kind of like a WS or a 4KQ. Okay. Yeah. Right. But it's more the, it's more the sort of eighties party end of it, obviously, because it's in Canada, there needs to be Canadian content as well. Yep. But the Jack format was built for this radio station because they needed something quirky and different and wanted to try it different. Um, uh, there's only one show on my radio station and that's the breakfast show. And the rest is, the rest is all automated but the the way they do everything is the imaging is irreverent every piece of imaging sounds like a lot of work and you must have a it's, team of writers writing that stuff dude it, it's it's incredible what they do so the so the voice of jack is a guy by the name of greg b harrell he uh used to be a radio dj here in vancouver and he's one of those really quirky comedians that just tries really interesting different strange things and they just work yeah uh he, he's the voice of jack but he's also one of the main the main writers for the station as well. So you've got uh, uh, Rob Keeley, who's the production guy uh, for Jack. You've got Jay Helmus. He's another production guy for Jack uh, locally here in Vancouver. You've got Terry Chan. You've got Corbett uh, Rotze. You've got, uh, you know, Jeff Winskill, my boss. And then another guy by the name of Troy Scott. All of these guys have an open Microsoft Words doc with each other yeah. where they're discussing different irreverent ideas and coming up with really silly irreverent lines for the radio station to the point where Greg is sitting in his studio in Los Angeles where he lives because he, he does a syndicated show from, uh, uh, from, the, from one of the radio stations there. And he'll, they'll be going, oh yeah, this is the line we want. He'll quickly record it and email it off to Rob Keeley and it'll be in the system wide orbit by that afternoon playing Holy on air. Holy shit. Yeah. That is a quick turnaround. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They don't screw around, man. It's a, it's a, it's an ongoing discussion and document that they have open. They're always coming up with, you know, if it's a, if it's something about a sporting loss, you know, if a local sports team loses, they'll always write something tongue in cheek about how how bad they are, and it'll it'll be on air before the game ends. Wow, yeah. That- is the power of radio, isn't it? Like, seriously. Yeah, oh, abs- absolutely. There's hardly any other mediums that can turn something around that quick and have it broadcast to its audience in, you know, minutes, basically. And, and you know what? Radio stations try and simulate it, and they do, a, they do a pretty good job of it. There's so many great audio producers in radio right around the world, and especially in Australia, that are, that are running tape and running PVR on everything, yeah. right? They're rolling tape. Anything, if someone talks, someone, man, if someone farts near a microphone, they're rolling tape. <laughs> Right, you know, I I remember when I was working at Triple J. If you ever met Jeff Bowser, who worked at Triple M, yeah, as well, yeah, that man, that motherfucker had so many dat tapes full of bits and sound and clicks and 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 bits from movies, and he was the guy that inspired me. Uh, to I'm sitting right now in my studio at my house, and I've got two. 
I've got two five terabyte drives in front of me that are full of audio clips. Wow. Because of guys like him, because yeah. of because of Jeff Bowser, I'm like, wow, I should be collecting everything. Because you know, good broadcasters should have sound effects and beds and 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 all of that sort of stuff. It should come with you where you go. Don't yeah. expect the radio station to have it for you. No, you gotta create the magic, that's for sure. It's just your medium to um shine, as it were. Um yeah. Jeff's a great guy. He um he's got such a filthy, dirty voice. You, you, you've, you've almost pegged him. Good on you. He's going to love that. Yeah, he, uh, yeah. he's just got that really dirty voice. He used to voice uh, Maroon and Millie at night, their imaging and do their, a lot oh of their my God. stuff. So that's that's taking you back to... Let's talk more about Australian can, radio. Oh, can, can I, you know what? Can I just tell you real yeah, quick? Yeah. I noticed I noticed that the job was open at Bay FM in Geelong to work with uh, with Millie. And, yeah. I, and I for a split second, I thought about applying. Oh, did you? Because she's so fucking funny, oh, man. She? She's so hilarious. Yeah, she's one of the funniest... W- Funniest women on Australian radio. That why would you, how could you not pass up an opportunity to work with her? I know, right? Like everyone that works with her just loves her, right? Yeah, yeah. We well, came close. Man. You always came back to Australia. Almost, almost. Yeah, yeah. But uh, you know, I'm not a Cats fan though. So no, no, it's fair enough. Yeah, I'm the, I'm the only Australian in Canada that isn't a Cats fan. Is that right? Is yeah, that cause yeah. Because you're talking about Ronnie. <laughs> Yeah, because Stanton's converted them all to be Cats fans. Right. I'm like, dude, I'm like, dude, you lived in fucking Geelong for five minutes. Yes. And suddenly you're a fan of the Cats. Yep. Like, what? It, please, come on. <laughs> it's, a, it's a massive wank. Yeah, yeah. I totally get that. Let's talk more about Australian radio. Your time growing up here. Who are your idols growing up as a, a teen um, fan of radio here in Australia? Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> Stephen Jess B105 and yeah! Gary Miller on Triple M. Yeah. You heard their podcast, didn't you? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah cool. I, I'm n- I'm now friends with with Jessica Gale awesome. on Facebook because awesome. of your podcast. Yes. Yeah, no, no, yeah, because I because I grew up on the Sunshine Coast, right? I, w- I went to I went to Burnside High School in Nambour. Yeah, um, and g- I grew up listening to Four Double S. Um, and I, I remember when, you know, as I got a little bit older, I, you know, I finally got my own stereo in the room and it had, you know, FM radio and I could pick up B105 and Triple M and I could pick up Triple Z and Triple J. And, and I would listen to all of those radio stations and I would intently every night switch between like, oh my God, like all of my listening, like as a teenager was between, uh, was between Steve and Jess and Gavin Miller. Yes. Like I was switched. So, so Gavin was on Triple M uh, and, and Steve and Jess on B105. And I was like, wow, these are the two best radio shows ever. And I would switch back and forth. Uh, I wasn't one of those ones that recorded off the radio, but I was a listener of it. Yeah. So no. I, was, I, was, I was there most nights. I, I recorded a lot of stuff back in the day. When Gavin Miller was doing nights on Triple M, was that the Rubber Room or the Budskis? Um, I, th- I think when I listened to it, it was the Rubber Room. Yeah. yeah. And it was with Mike yeah. Goldman. I'm pretty sure, wasn't it? One stage was I, I. don't. I don't remember. I don't remember Goldie being there. I okay. know that he was there at some stage. Yeah. But yeah, I remember Gavin and I. I yeah, Gavin and his partner came over to Canada a couple of years ago, and we had dinner and we had a great chat about radio. It was so much fun. Oh, awesome, awesome yeah. stuff. Drex, yeah. it's, it's it's really it's really cool to meet your radio idols like that, especially like I've I've still haven't met Steve Fitton, but one day. Yeah, I'm the same. I've spoken to him many times on the phone and interviewed him and so forth, but never met the guy. And now he's at my old radio station working with my colleagues. Yeah, down at WSFM. Oh, my God. That's cool. (laughs) Drex, thanks so much for joining us on the Radio Fanboy podcast. So good to catch up, man. It's been so long. Thanks, Bevo. It's been fun. The Radio Fanboy Podcast, hosted by Bevo and produced by Matt Fulton Productions. Dan Hill speaking.